the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Free Roll Football Contest. Join our free season-long pick'em for a chance to win $3,000 and a Super Bowl autographed SGP helmet. Sign up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. Also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 dimes in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast, All Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Tal Jenkins. I'm fucking sleepy as shit. Uh, joined by our hosts, we are Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah, it's, a, it's a Friday night show. Usually these are a bit more energetic, but uh, all three of us are kind of downtrodden today. But we're, we're going to fight through here as we uh, continue talking about the Pacific Division. Uh, always good to, have, good to have a weekend here. So, yeah. Well, I was supposed to be... Uh in the wilderness deep in the woods but the thing about that is that the you can't get any service out there and uh i'm so deep in the weeds with this uh with this u.s open i got uh some big bets on djokovic and um a coco golf so i gotta manage that that shit and i can't do that if i don't have any service so i have to fucking stay home to deal with these outrights and see if i, if I have the hedge or, or what and plus, there's college football openers on Sunday, so if I was in the woods, I wouldn't be able to hit those, so that'd fuck me up for next week. Uh, plus, you don't get to monitor the line movement and all that. Plus, it's week one NFL, week two college football, so whatever. I'll, I'll miss the boys, the brothers, my dad, friends out in the woods, but uh, next year, next year, hopefully uh, uh, before September. Yeah, it's a bit of a bummer, man. But, you know, like, priorities take place, right? You do what you got to do. And like you said, you'll be able to go fucking rip her next year, right? So uh, It's my second job. It's keeping me tied up. Exactly, exactly, bro. It's a it's a lifestyle, Mr. Meyer. It's an absolute lifestyle. Um, I'm doing okay, man. Like I said, I'm a little sleepy. I'm a little tired. But that's okay. We got the weekend, weekend off. We're chilling for that. It's going to be sweet. Shitloads of college football. Or football. Football. No, Shitloads College Football, we got NFL going on, so that's going to be absolutely sick, too. I'm so excited for week one. It's going to be dope. Uh, what else is going on? I don't know. Like a, Jolie, what's up? Actually, we'll get to that when we get to that, okay? So let's just keep things fucking moving here. Everybody, uh, go check out the fucking SGPN website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports, baby. What do we got? We got fucking college football popping off right now. Kansas City, or Kansas fucking Jayhawks are absolutely just covering a three-and-a-half-point spread. I think they're winning by, like, 30 right now or something crazy like that. So that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, what else? We got NFL. The fucking Detroit Lions just kicked the absolute piss out of the Kansas City fucking Chiefs. That's not exactly what happened. Basically... <laughs> 
basically the Chiefs had nobody that could catch there, there is, yeah, there is I, Tony self-destructed. Yeah, I had I heard nobody that, that, that could catch football. That game didn't count. That game didn't count. I heard because I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, you know, it's good to see that finally. This is speaking. This is the Chargers fan of me coming out. Okay, it's finally everybody in the world is realizing that like, holy shit, the Chiefs never get any fucking calls against them. Like, are you absolutely kidding me? All the fucking blatant fucking false lineups and shit going on, like bad fucking starts nope. and everything. No team holds more than the Chiefs. No team holds more than the Chiefs, and that was absolutely evident last night. So that was very, very good to see the rest of the world kind of get behind that. You know what? And you know what? Fucking Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, I like both of you a lot. I think you both are awesome, but you two could fuck right off, okay? So it's good to see that going down. It's it's crazy to see that when you actually have nobody that's good at catching a football on your team, that you drop a lot of football. So I think that was a nice epiphany for the league as well. Uh, we'll see. Maybe the Chiefs will do something about that. But boys, before we keep going here, any little takeaways from Week One in the NFL or what? One game. Uh, uh, the Chiefs suck without Travis Kelsey. How about that? Yeah. Don't have anyone else who yeah. can catch the ball. Andy Reid's play calling. I mean, that that one third and one, and then the, the fourth and twenty-five going for what was insane. But yeah, nope. the, the, Tony had the drops. Mahomes also had some throws behind some guys. So it's it's a little bit of both. But yeah, it's it's to, Tony with a pick six was insane. Dude, you can't blame that on Mahomes. Like this guy, oh, no, not that. There was blatant, there, there was blatant times so, that like, he was getting full on pressure, and this guy still scrambled, got out of the pocket, rolled out, made a perfect fucking throw, and just nobody caught it. Or he scrambled out and ran for twelve yards on like a third and ten or some shit like that. So, you're Mahomes didn't lose them the game, but unfortunately they just didn't have any weapons available, you know. And give some credit to Detroit too, right? Like Detroit's allowed to show up and play. It wasn't the prettiest game from them either, but they got the end of the day, they got the fucking job done no right so that was cool to see um dan campbell i'm still up in the air on dan campbell i do not know how i feel about this guy man like the the whole biting kneecaps thing when he first got the job that will always stick with me but you know it looks like the players are buying in a little bit so that's always cool to see um anyways what else we got going on world sports jolie tennis what's up with tennis world what's going on there well, I wanted to delay uh, this podcast because I'm busy watching this uh, Alcaraz Medvedev match. Medvedev went up two sets. This is the semifinal to get to the final. Um, Alcaraz is like a minus four dollar favorite, so it's an upset Bruin, but Alcaraz is fighting back. <laughs> so I moved my TV around so I could watch as I record. So if I seem a little distracted, uh, you'll know why. But yeah, it's gonna be Djokovic versus the winner of this, and then. Uh, the women's final is a Saturday uh, tomorrow between Coco Goff, the American young uh, young girl, and uh, Arena Sabalenka, the, the Belarusian uh, Amazonian with their huge tits. <laughs> we should have used her for for the for talent segment. We could have, yeah. Does she hate fucking hitting in junior hockey? Yeah, where is she from? I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. Belarusia. Well, no, they hit they hit in the MHL, so that can't be the case, right? But, um. One other thing I was going to ask, what was it? Fuck, I forget what it was. Um, oh, I don't know if this was in the tournament. That's What's it? The U.S. Open's going on right now? That's yep. what we're doing, right? Okay, I don't know if this was in the U.S. Open or not, but I saw some video in a women's match where this Russian singer or Russian announcer, after some chick won, just literally started singing Eye of the Tiger on the broadcast. Was that <laughs> going on? 
I don't think so. I've never, I've never seen that. Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll have to look it up after. That's fucking hilarious. It was absolutely fantastic. It's, out, it's not even like it's playing in the background. Just This chick wins, and I guess he was <laughs> cheering for her. And this guy just literally goes fucking like 35 seconds deep into Eye of the Tiger the entire first verse. And I'm like, you know what? It's He's Russian, right? So he's speaking to her. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. And then just boom, perfect English singing Eye of the Tiger. And I'm like, okay, that's that, That's Rocky, fantastic. isn't it? Isn't, isn't the Russian the bad guy? Yeah. What's he Yo, doing singing yeah. a Rocky song? That's that's a good point, right? That's a, that's actually an <laughs> excellent point. So I don't know. We got we got to get to the bottom of this, man. We got to do an investigation. It's on the radar. It's up in the air. We will get back to you with further information in the Discord regarding that particular topic. Uh, baseball, right? What's up in baseball? Uh, not much has changed. Phillies returned home tonight. Got a got a loss there. Um, still still a few weeks to go. I mean, not not much has changed. Any announcers singing Eye of the Tiger? Uh, not that I have heard of, no. Oh, God. Who's the best baseball announcer? Is there, like, one guy that's, like, sick? Um, Joe Buck John Miller play. used to be on uh, ESPN. Uh, Gary Thorne used to be do some Orioles games. He was good. He's great hockey. So, uh, yeah. So, so Vince Scully just, just retired last year, of course. Uh, rest in peace, Harry Callis from New Philly. But, yeah, there, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, Jolie, who was that that you said? Joe Buck, you know, the NFL guy. He Joe Buck, yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Joe yeah. Buck, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. All right, right baseball, on. Baseball, baseball. I mean, I guess a lot of people like hate him because that he's not over the top for their favorite team. But that, that's a good job. Who does he? I, I really like. He gets a lot of hate that I don't think is warranted. Is he like a, te- a specific team that he covers, or is he just all around and out and about? Oh, no, it's like the NFL, just a na- yeah, national no. national broadcast. Okay. Yeah, he might. Yeah, he might return for some Cardinals games where he and his dad started, of course. Right on. Well, there you go. Let's go see that we're getting to the look at that. We're learning, right? Three years into this fucking podcast and we're still learning. That's all. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Uh, <laughs> anyways, tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Maybe you can find all that information on the SGPN website. That's the place to be. Uh, go read the articles, man. There's tons of stuff coming out. Ryan's always pumping out some awesome shit. Everybody else is pumping out some awesome shit, too. So be sure to go check that out and read it. Like I always say, if you're just sitting there and you're on the clock at work and you're dropping a big old fucking deuce and you're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to – I got to say well, – that's not my saying, but it's a saying. You know, boss makes a dollar. I make a dime. That's why I shit on company time, you know? So if you're in there and you're taking a big old dump trying to get paid for it, just fucking pull out an article and read it. Hell yeah. Uh, and then, of course, listen to the other shows. Everybody does such a fucking kick-ass job. Best time of sports. All this solid information is coming out. We got the Haas, of course, and the hockey. You know, like, a little bit biased, but we're the fucking best. Everybody else can just lick our nut sacks. Uh, college shows kick-ass. Uh, NFL shows always fucking awesome. I'm sure NBA stuff's going on there i'm sure tennis has been popping off fucking check out baseball money is mm, fake mm, Brian mm, Blake. Mm. oh oh no oh, no no that's, that's on a hiatus oh oh lordy oh i'm i'm not editing that out so whatever <laughs> um so just do whatever listen to the other shows everybody kills it show everybody jeff fox with mma and all that shit so hell yeah the, those nascar guys have been absolutely killing it so that's fucking sweet too um anyways do a kick-ass job. Fucking go listen to all the other shows and shit. Everybody's so cool and puts a lot of effort into it. So that's fucking sweet. Um, and then, of course, shout out to all my friends and pals in the Discord, man. So fuck yeah. You know, Discord's doing its thing. So that's pretty awesome, too. Everybody's popping off. We're getting one step closer to season. And then so everybody's doing some good shit. And, of course, you know, let's face it. The hockey channel's the best fucking channel. So there's NFL going off. And honestly, the better conversations with the NFL are taking place in the fucking hockey channel. You know why? Because it's not just a bunch of fucking dweebs and nerds just posting their bets and they're not interacting with each other so if you're a football fan and you're listening to this you know you want to talk some nfl just jump in the hockey channel because we're fucking holding that shit down pat pretty good too yo so shout out to all of our friends and pals in the discord if you're not in there you're not making money 
uh if you want to get in there and you're not in there you can reach out to myself or ryan on twitter we'll be sure to point you in the right direction you can also reach out to the hgp twitter account or you can find joel meyer in vancouver and talk russian for a sentence and after that just start singing eye of the tiger and that'll be the little fucking code that he knows it's like all right this motherfucker right here this guy's looking to get into the discord so he'll point you in the right direction after that all right are we are we doing a little bit of news here we're just going right into it uh do we have ads we do have ads. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure if we're doing our, our news first. We're at the free roll football contest. You make, if you, hopefully you're listening to this before Sunday. You can sign up for our free season-long NFL pick'em contest. A thousand dollars for first place, five hundred for second place. And if you're a Patreon member for the NFL season, your prize is doubled to two thousand and one thousand. And if you're a Patreon member and you win, you will get the autographed full-size SGP helmet. Uh, autographed by people like Joe Theismann, Bill Romanowski, Pac-Man Jones, John Saley, Eric Metcalf, and Garrett Blunt. Sign up link is at sportsgovernmentpodcast.com slash contest and sportsgovernmentpodcast.com slash Patreon to get in for your chance to double your prizes and win the weekly Patreon pickums. And the NFL is back and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't miss offer for week one. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five bucks on any NFL game. All, all customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use code SGP to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code SGP, only on drafting the sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Go one gambler. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And game time. Buying oh. tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the events near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and the uh, best price guarantee. So you're always going to get the best experience there. Uh, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have with their flash deals, last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets. Just two taps and you are set. And, of course, you get the images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. So snag the tickets for the stress with game time. Download the app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. <laughs> Ryan, you got a saying at work when somebody's just doing an absolutely killer job. You know what? Just take a break, okay? Just, just take a little break here, all right? <laughs> Fucking absolutely insane. Um... All right, uh, before we get going into some of our news, I, I gotta, I'm still in football mode, yo. I'm so fucking fired. Is there anything that you guys got your finger on the pulse for that you're kind of looking out for, you know, heading into week one here or what? Is there anything that's kind of, you know, saying, ooh, I've been thinking this or I heard this little inside information or I, I don't know. Is there anything at all or no? No, not really. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I would have any, any, the best insight to football anyway. Joel might. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Caught me off guard here. Let's let's say uh, let's talk about the Chargers. Uh, I'll be interested to see your offense and a new coordinator. See if uh, Herbert can finally uh, use that big arm of his and get the ball thrown down the field. Uh, they have three excellent receivers now with uh, Quinton Johnson coming in from TCU. So yeah, the Chargers offense. Uh, that's a very interesting game against the Dolphins. Um, Dolphins defense under Vic Fangio will also be interesting to see. Uh, that was a matchup where the Chargers were like the first ones last year to figure out the Miami offense, uh, right? And uh, they were able to hold them to like 17 points, I think. So mm -hmm. with a total of 50 and a half, I took a little bit on the under and uh, no no bet on the side, but uh, I'm high on both those teams. So it'll be 
very keen on that one. I'm really happy you said that. I'm so excited for this game, man. My boy, fucking Coach Staley, I'm sure. Uh, you know, him and fucking... What's that, what's that little vaping pussy from fucking uh, Miami? Mike, Mike McDaniel. Was, yeah, Mike McDaniel. Yeah, fuck that guy, bro. He was chirping Staley out in the media the other day. So, you know what? This guy can just lick... We're going to war now. You know what team I hate the most in this fucking league? is the goddamn Miami Dolphins, okay? So, they can go fuck themselves and all. Really excited for that game, though. It's going to be pretty sweet. So, I can't wait for that. Um... One or two things that I've been kind of looking at here, man. So I heard that our boy, legendary coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, currently single, broke it off with his longtime, longtime girlfriend that he's been fucking dating for years and years and years. Why they got married or why they never got married? Well, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, he's, maybe he's a smart man or something. Who knows? He's got, he's got enough rings. Exactly. He saw this coming. Now, He's, he's got, I like the both right. He's got enough rings. That's a great thing to say. Now, but this leads me to believe is one or two things. A, a thought on its own. What is the bar play like if you're in downtown Boston? You're roaming the streets on a Friday night and you're in Boston and you walk into the bar. And what if you see fucking none other than just Bill Belichick? And what if he's doing his best Urban Meyer impression and he is up to no good? in downtown Boston on a Friday night. Is that a good thing for the team? Or is that a bad thing for the team? We don't know. Like Maybe this is what he needs to get a little bit of juice back into his life. But also, I could see that not happening at all. And this guy is literally just in the fucking facilities making everybody's lives miserable for a 24-hour-a-day basis. I don't know which way this is going. Is he doing his best Urban Meyer impression? Or is he just fucking balls to the wall? I hate everybody. I hate being alive. Let's fucking talk about football. Like, what's going on here? What do you think? Uh, you know what it is? It's uh, the Patriots missed the playoffs last year. So uh, mm -hmm. Belichick recommitted himself to football and football alone. No no woman. Woman just get in the way. My goodness. Is, is Tom Brady still single? Is that going to be a – Brady's coming back for the, for the game. Are Sunday, you, maybe. Are you yeah. trying to Are you trying to say that they're fucking porking each other? I'm, I'm not saying weird. anything. That's I'm, weird, I'm just, I'm, Tom Brady's I'm actually just, at this match, and he doesn't have a girl with him. So I'm, I guess I'm that just stating the facts question. here. Uh, well, that's I'm – uh, That's a fact, is it? Do we – He's single, right? Well, he's at well, the – are we starting the rumor that Bill Belichick <laughs> and Tom Brady are just doing the nasty with each other? Is that what's going on? I think 12 endorses it. I don't know. That's a bad intel. I don't know. It's not intel. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Apparently, Bill Belichick's single now. Tom Brady's single. I mean, they both love football. Maybe they can have like a like a, like a thruple there. They both want one more ring, and maybe that ring is a cock ring, okay? <laughs> so maybe they're doing their thing together. Brady's uh, with European model, isn't he? They, they know a lot about – they, they have deflated balls together before, so. That's a good point. Exactly. And we all know they're pretty good working a video camera, too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for that to come out. Oh, one last thing. <laughs> um, so Russ Wilson, he's just fucked, eh? Like, that's, that's it? He's shit? Are we going with that? I th I think he could have a big, big bounce back here. No, Sean Payton. Is it the doctor. doctor? Is it though? So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is we'll Pete see. Carroll? Is Pete Carroll fucking? Is Pete Carroll dumb? Is Pete Carroll a bad coach? Absolutely not. Exactly. So does that not lead you to believe that maybe he sniffed all this out when he was like, okay, fuck it, let's get rid of this guy? Maybe he's like, okay, you know what? This is done. This is over. This guy's fucked. He, he he's got the talent, but he's fucked in the head. Like 
he definitely looks a lot better now than uh, when everyone was saying, oh, stupid Pete Carroll just runs the ball, doesn't let Russ cook, all that exactly. shit. Um, <laughs> but all that said, Russell Wilson was a new team last, last year and uh, under a shitty head coach in um, Nathaniel Hackett, who is a, kind of a hack as an OC as well, by all accounts. So, yeah, I think uh, Rails Wilson deserves another year to um, – I'm high on the Broncos, so I hope I'm right. But, uh, yeah, I, I still uh, have a little bit of hope in uh, Russell Wilson. But another year of, of shit like last year, then, yeah, he's he's cooked. I'm a Sean Payton fan, but, like, has he really had success without Drew Brees? Is that crazy to say? Is that that's bad? Because this is, like, royalty we're talking about here, right? Like, I understand. But, like, has he? Not really. He had, like, one season without him. Yeah, I, I, you're right. It's true. It's too early to tell, but, like. I don't know, man. I think Russ is fucked, and I think the Broncos are fucked, too. And isn't fucking Judy hurt as well? Like, this ain't looking good, boys. I don't know. All right. All right. That's enough. I just had to get that out there because I've, I've, been, I've been in football mode. I've been football mode jank. I'm Mr. Playoffs, baby, so I've been fucking in football mode. Okay. Let's talk. Let's do what we're supposed to do here. This is a hockey show. That's the sport that we fucking love. We're going to talk about some hockey here. There was a little bit of news that came out uh, after we recorded our last show. We're a couple days late here. Our last show might have been pre-recorded. Sorry, that's why the Bolognese took four days. Uh, anyways, let's fucking get right into it here. Uh, there's some news coming out from none other than the Ottawa Senators camp. And I've I've talked to a lot of people, especially at work, out of work, you know, online stuff, and there's some mixed emotions with what we're going to talk about here. Ottawa Senators issued an extension, and it was a pretty fucking big deal. They gave, what was it? It was an eight-year, $8 million extension to fucking defenseman Jake Sanderson. Jake Sanderson is 21 years old. He was a fifth overall draft pick in the first round of the 2020 ent- or entry draft by the Ottawa Senators. Um, Jake Sanderson, from an NHL point of view, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack that. As a fucking developing player, as a prospect, if you look at what this guy's done, you know, at the NCAA level, the collegiate level, um, especially as well with the World Juniorship, this guy's fucking been an impact player everywhere he has been. And you know what? He played his first full year in the NHL last year. He had 77 games played. Uh, he put up four goals, 28 assists for 32 points on an okay, slightly maybe potentially below average Ottawa Senators team, a team that's young and getting better. So don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on the sense. But this guy is fucking 77 games of NHL experience, 32 fucking points, and they gave him $8 million a year for eight years, locking him in. I understand the risk-reward factor, and I think personally in this case, I think it's a great bet. I think this is a good contract. This kid's going to be an absolute fucking stud and should be. But how do we feel about giving players that have played 77 games an eight-year, $8 million contract? Is that a problem or no? It it could become one, but I do think this is going to become more common as teams realize this is when players are in their prime from in their 20s. They'd rather pay for age 22 to 29 or 30 than pay for 28 to 35 when they're on the decline. Obviously, obviously there is some risk only playing that many NHL games, but he he, fifth overall pick. Maybe he maybe he ends up being the the best uh, best guy from that draft rather than his teammate, uh, Tim Sutzel there. But yeah. I mean, I, I had a bad take on the Darlene saying he was going to overpay from, in some hindsight after uh, last last pre-recorded show. But, yeah, this I, I like this. If Sanderson is as good as the people up in Ottawa say he is, this is definitely definitely worth it. With the cap going up, this could be a steal in two years. I mean, right now you look, oh, he's paid, paid more than Shabbat, which is, which is kind of insane. But 
yeah, this is this is what you're going to see teams do. Once players kind of prove themselves, maybe one year in the NHL after having a good strong NCAA or good CHL experience, they're gonna they're gonna try to pay them through their 20s rather than having to you know string it along and, and then overpay for them when they're 25, 26. Talon just doesn't know what to think when a guy doesn't uh, take a four-year, five-year deal at the. Why are you every, every time? Why are we going to do this every fucking time? Like, what did I do to you today? It's too fucking easy. That's why. Uh, no, this is it is a it is a risk reward thing. It is a bet on on a guy. I, I would make that bet though. To uh, to win a cup, you need guys who are getting underpaid. Um, you know, the Avalanche to win the cup without uh, McKinnon's contract, McCarr's contract. Just to name one example, the Lightning have been doing it for years and years. Uh, it's not all about just the, the LTIR shit in the regular season. Um, it's about getting uh, great players and paying them a lot less than what they're worth. And uh, hopefully that'll be uh, the case for the Senators in a few years when this guy turns into an absolute stud and possibly the best defender, defenseman on his team. Um, we don't know that. Like you said, only uh, 77 games played. But uh, look at Jimmy, Jimmy Stutzla. Uh, they... Uh, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Stu, uh, they were laughing at his contract a year ago, and then he has this fucking man the season last year, and all of a sudden that contract is, becomes one of the best in the league. Uh, so that's what they're hoping happens again here. Uh, as Jake Sanderson becomes uh, one of the better defensemen in the NHL and uh, makes that contract look like a bargain. Oh, yeah, man. Can't argue with that. Um, you know what really worries me? It's like if you're looking at – some of the big stud defensemen that are signing for decent term out here in the fucking Atlantic division. It's like jeepers creepers. Yo, I, I think in a couple of years, it's going to get to the point. Either you have one of you, these guys or you don't. Right. So, you know, you look at like the likes of a Sergeyev in Tampa, you look at Rasmus Dahlin, we talked about in Buffalo, you look at, you know, fucking Stevenson that we're talking about here in Ottawa, like uh, even McAvoy in Buffalo. It's like, if you don't have one of these guys, man, like you're, you're going to be left behind the eight ball. And I'm telling you right now, I'm a little, I'm a little bit worried, okay, and for obvious reasons, but we'll leave it at that. It's it's pretty interesting. Anything else you want to add to the signing boys, or is that pretty much covered? Uh, Maurice Sider in Detroit, too, just to yes, kind of round, it, round out right. everybody but Toronto having have one. My bad. My bad for forgetting that. Yes, you were very correct. Even the Habs. The Habs, don't, do they, they don't have, like, a big D, man. Jaden uh, Gooley showed a lot of uh, promise last year. Oh, yeah, that guy. I, would, I wouldn't put those guys on this level. Dave, David no. Reinbacker, they They're good this year. That's true. Yeah, he could end up being a guy. You're right. We could be saying having the same conversation with him in two, three years. Interesting, 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 interesting. Um, all right, that's uh, that's what are we doing here? What am I? What am I talking about? We're doing the night. Nights. Right. We're going with the nights. Okay. I'm a little fucked up right now. That's all right. Not fucked up. I had a bunch of foe and I had a couple of beers and I'm tired and so that's okay. But we're gonna keep moving along here. We're doing a fucking. Our team previews, god damn it. We're wrapping up the division. We got, finally, we started our first show was just absolutely dumpster fire teams. Talking about the fucking sharks and, or sharks and fucking uh, ducks. ducks. Right? And then we moved it up a little bit. I think our second show, we were talking about the Canucks and Seattle. And it's like, okay, we're trending in the right direction here. And in our last show before that, I don't even remember who we talked about. Who we talked about in our last show? James Kings. Yeah, Flames and Kings. There you go. So we're trending in the right direction. Now we're finally at the top. We're at the, cri- the macho man Randy Savage. We're at the creme de la creme of the division, baby. Let's fucking go. We're talking about not only that we're going to get this started. We're going with the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, a.k.a. my uh, my team here. 
not particularly <laughs> actually, but uh, you know, you know me. I was big on Vegas last year. I made a lot of money off Vegas last year. So we're gonna talk about it a little bit. Uh, this is a team that obviously they're the fucking defending Stanley Cup champions, man. You know, Bill Foley said, hey, this team's gonna win the cup in six fucking years, and guess what? They won the cup in six years. So kudos to that. They got it done with the likes of star players Jack Eichel, uh, a guy that I have a love hate relationship currently, Jonathan March. So obviously a massive impact player from this team. Um, Julie, let's let's fucking kick the tires and light the fires here, baby. What what do we got going on with Vegas? Sure. Well, unlike you, I lost a lot of money with the Knights last year. I basically bet every other fucking team in that division except for them until late in the season. Um, so yeah, that was not good. And then they knocked out the uh, the Oilers, which sucked. So yeah, it was definitely not a nice fan last year. Um, they shoved it up my hoop, so to speak. Um, I thought that their defense was uh, Trending down, but then Petrangelo came to life again. Uh, Martinez, still solid as a rock, um, et cetera, et cetera. Brady McNabb and all, all those guys to, uh, turned to what I thought was a weakness into one of the best units in the league. So that's why I uh, ate shit. Plus, their goaltending um, got a lot better as the year went on. Doesn't matter how many of them got injured or uh, uh, seven goals. Sued, uh, or sued over their fucking snake farm or whatever the hell happened to <laughs> Robin Lanner. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, obviously they turn it around. Um, Mark Stone was a beast in the playoffs, even uh, uh, suffering from his back injury, I believe it was. So, yeah, and uh, Jack Eichel finally uh, uh, showed what he's really capable of, winning a Stanley Cup before the guy who uh, went one pick ahead of him. Um, yeah, sorry, yeah. I got I got to start you there. There's a, a guy, Thor, in our Discord. I just want to know who won the Stanley Cup last year. Who was that player you were asking or talking about? The old uh, ginger, the... Ginger Fro. Yeah, what was um, his name? Mr. Jack Eichel. Ah, okay, okay. Just want to double. Just want to be clear on that. Okay. Continue. Yeah. yeah too bad he didn't win the con smite, but uh, that's another. <laughs> I agree. Another conversation. Fuck yeah, that's a low blow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me. Fuck. Uh, yeah, words. both of us. Yeah. Anyway, um, obviously the only team that had a truly successful season because they won the fucking cup but everyone else failed. So uh, at the end of the day, that that's uh, all they play for. So yeah, the Knights, I don't know if they were the best team last year, but uh, they were the most successful team. Absolutely. Yeah. They were the better, better than the sum of their parts or whatever that, that saying is. I mean, they had a expected goals for 50%, uh, fourth highest PDO in the leagues. They did get a bit lucky with, with their goaltending and shooting percentage, but they were deep. They didn't have any anyone really stand out. I mean, obviously they had Jack Eichel, but he only played you know, three, two, three quarters of the season. So no one went over like he led the team with 66 points in 67 games. It's just a, a deep team, got hot at the right time and were able to work some goalie voodoo magic in the playoffs with whoever they had. And even throughout the regular season with those those five goalies uh, forming a pretty good, uh, good good group there. So, yeah, the, the, the Golden Knights flew completely under the radar last season. I think really up, up until late in the regular season, we were starting to take them seriously. But I feel like I feel like we were still fading them towards them. We were, we were like, how are, how are they so good? And then they just got to the playoffs, and they just, they just went, went right through it. They're built, built for the playoffs. So might see some Stanley Cup hangover uh, heading into the next season. We'll get into that. But, yeah, uh, they they they, they – Raised the cup last year. That's the ultimate goal. So, yeah, uh, cheers to them. Let's just be careful about who we include when we say the word we, okay? Uh, what do you mean, we people? That's all I'm going to say. Um, all right, for a point of this Vegas Golden Knights team last year, you can. I feel like we can't 
talk about them last year without talking about these absolute assassins that they had on the back end. Thanks to Alexander Petriangelo, you know, Alec Martinez, Shea Theater, Braden McNabb, Zach Whitecloud, uh, Nicholas Hegg. These guys were absolute killers on the back end for this team. And they're big boys, especially in the playoff time. They fucking played as physical as anybody else in the fucking league, right? Like if you're dumping the puck in their corner, they're making you pay for it every time you go in there. And we know that that's what it takes to win playoff hockey. You know, you look at a, a majority of the teams that have won over the past couple of years, you know, they've had strong, physical, hard skating, hardworking defensemen that can also have enough talent and skill to move the puck and break out and feed those stars like Jack Eichel, Jonathan Marshall, Mark Stone, you know, on the breakout as well. And uh, Vegas definitely had an abundance of that. Uh, uh, Goaltending, you know, they got it done, man. By committee one way or another, we all know my thoughts currently about that. But, hey, they managed to figure it out. And, yeah, you know, it's like Ryan said, too, no real guy in the regular season kind of popped off with like superstar numbers superstar career maybe even a healthy season except for phil castle who played a full 82 games in the regular season but that's neither here nor there um but yeah dude like uh, just a lot of depth this is something that we were preaching a lot especially come playoff time last year is you know from lines one through four this team just had had a lot of depth a lot of skill and more importantly guys that gave a shit and cared about each other and that was evident by how watching them play so uh that, that's some of the basis why they were so successful last year for sure Yes, sir. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? The offseason grade? Uh, I mean, they were another team that was tight to the cap. And they, they had to sign Aiden Hill, of course, after what he did. Uh, I think they overpaid a little bit for him. Another small sample size there. But uh, he, he earned it. You can't really let him go after that. Although, if there were any team to do that, it would be the Golden <laughs> Knights. Um, but they did do that to Riley Smith, dealing him out, who's been... Uh, he was one of the OGs there in Vegas, a very solid, consistent player. Um, but they, they re-signed Ivan Barbashev, who was an absolute warrior in the playoffs and uh, you know, still is a, a young a young player. So that's a good move altogether. Um, at the end of the day, it's it's just not not much else they could do. I don't think this team got it any better. They just uh, tried to stay uh, as close to as good as they were last year, I guess. We'll yeah. give them a, a C. Yeah, that's probably fine for them. I, I think getting rid of Smith in favor of signing Barbashev does kind of make sense. Smith was like kind of the guy with with Carlson and with uh, was it Marsh or so or talk on that on that line when they were good. But Barbashev fit like a glove with Eichel and and Marsh so on this new top line. So I think him that line can be a, a good trio for them. And yeah, they they, they obviously overpaid Aiden Hill, but uh, only two years, four point nine million. So maybe a little bit. You know, thanks for winning the Stanley Cup. Here's a few extra million dollars to. So enjoy there, but yeah, they didn't really add many. They didn't really need to do too much. So yeah, pretty much a solid, probably a B or a C, just you know, going with the flow, just staying, staying status quo. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much to say, but from an offseason point of view, right? like the uh, getting rid of Riley Smith. Uh, I shouldn't say getting rid of, but you know, parting ways with Riley Smith. That was definitely you know one of the major things. But the extension of Barbashev, that you know that definitely makes up for it and like ryan said i kind of agree that's probably potentially the better of the two plays if you, you could make if you had to make one of the either um the extension of aiden hill i'm definitely not loving uh with that being said two years it's not the end of the world right like what 4.9 million dollars i think he's making uh modified no trade clause um but yeah you know like as far if i had to give it a grade like i wouldn't 
I think a C is a little bit too harsh. Just because you didn't like make a bunch of acquisitions, well, well, guess what? Your team won the fucking Stanley Cup last year. Maybe you don't have to make tons of acquisitions, right? So uh, by no means am I giving like an A or an A plus or anything like that. But I think a B is a fair grade for it. You know, like sometimes the not making a move is the best move you can make every now and then, right? So uh, they are up against the cap, like Ryan said. Of course, most contending teams in the league are. Um, so yeah, you know, but for for the most part, they're they're kind of running it back again, right? And if the team had success last year, they clearly did. The thing about Vegas, and this is what I was saying last year too, I remember, is that like they're just they're just good at everything. They're not particularly great at any individual thing, but they're good at everything. They're solid on the back end. They have the depth. They have you know decent offensive scoring. They have decent decent offensive shutdown and checking lines and play physical. The goaltending maybe is a little suspect, but you know what? These guys they, they got it done. The likes of you know Logan Thompson, who I'm not too high on, Aiden Hill, who I'm not too high on, but they they got the fucking job done, man. So, um, yeah, you know I I'd give them maybe like a B minus to a B, leaning a bit more towards the B side, but. Um, yeah, you know, fucking like I said, sometimes not making a move is the best move you can make, you know. Yeah, fair enough. The Knights going forward, I think uh, they're pretty much the same team. Uh, but uh, it's another year on a Bruce Cassidy. We saw what happened to the Bruins the longer they spent with them. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's going to happen again. It's just one more aspect to factor in. Um, that's the, you know, there's some disagreements there between certain players and uh, the coach. But I uh, don't foresee it happening again, um, but like I said, it's just something to factor in. Uh, I have them projected 103.6 points, so right on the number. Um, I wasn't going to bet over or under on this team. I think that they're going to be in the next bit of division again. Uh, I don't see them falling off or anything, and I don't see them just dominating the division, especially when we have the Oilers in the same uh, the same division. So, yeah, we... Uh, but more of the same from the Golden Knights, I would suspect. Uh, not not really a bet I'm looking to make on them one way or another. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing for them, also, you know, kind of, you can put it with the offseason, is that they didn't have any real major injuries in the playoffs, I don't think. Obviously, the, the Panthers had a injuries to Montour and Neckblad, who were going to be out, out for a while. But I think, you know, it's just the extra wear and tear on the body. So that that's a good plus them heading into this season and yeah now hopefully Eichel can have a full season with Barbashev on, on his top of the line so maybe they can be even better but yeah it's it, uh, yeah I mean that's probably a, a pretty good point total that that's where the line is set so yeah they're, they're going to be one of the top teams in the Pacific again yeah I, I agree man you know like a I th- obviously you can't argue that they're gonna, like you can't be like oh this team's gonna miss the playoffs or something next year you know unless they have like an absolute abysmal time in net and can't solve anything like you know the the pieces are there for them to have another solid successful season albeit and like Ryan said the the point total sitting at 103.5 you know it's not like it's jumping out of you saying let's fucking bet this let's fucking bet this but I you know I like to believe that you know the vegas golden knights could put up you know 104 points am i saying they're going to blow by that number no definitely not right you know but still i don't hate it all i think they're gonna have a successful season with what we said the guys were running back and a lot of it's going to come down to the player of you know their superstars they finally got that fucking number one center that they've been looking for forever uh with jack eichel last year in 67 games played he had 27 uh goals 39 assists 66 points almost a point per game player i think it's safe to say that we can expect him to 
potentially exceed the point per game player mark next year. Um, uh, who are the guys like Jonathan Marshall had a fucking kick ass playoffs and he had a pretty fucking good year too. 76 games played, 28 goals, 29 assists, 57 points. So hopefully he can carry that over. This guy was over a point per game player in the playoffs. That's why he won the con Smythe uh, as much as it pains me to absolutely say it. But then again, you know, you, you go back and you look at, you look at the, the guy that I'm still just so on the fence and it's fucking Aiden Hill, man. You know, I, I can't buy into Aiden Hill. I'm sorry. Like, you know, if you look at his numbers statistically, yeah, they've been fine. Like, his career goals against average is like 2.66. That's admirable. Saber Sands are 0.910. Like, middle of the pack there. Anything, I guess, over eight is technically okay. But still, you'd like to see a little bit more out of a starting goalie, at least a 1A and a 1A, 1B kind of scenario. Um but yeah, dude, a lot of it comes down to the fact that like, look who they have on the back end. I cannot stress this enough that these players are just absolute fucking killers here, man. And there's no reason to think that they won't carry that over into next year. So yeah, I, I like Vegas. You know, I like them again going into this uh, this year. Um, current odds for stuff we're talking about: point totals at 103.5 uh, to make the playoffs minus 600. Yeah, come on, no value there unless you're fucking whatever. Uh, to miss the playoffs, fest for plus 425 division odds are plus 240 and the cup odds again are uh, plus 1200 here the one thing that jumps out at me there that i don't necessarily hate is the division odds bro because you know uh, let's face it for the most part unless like la takes a major step forward you're potentially looking at either the knights or the oilers and you know are they that far apart personally and this is just my opinion we're going to talk about the oilers later here but i I still think the Knights are a little bit better than the Oilers. That's just my opinion. So if you're going to give me them a plus 240 to play the division, that's personally where I would be leaning. Uh, boys, anything that you like there or what? Uh, I already it, said no. It, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's enough for the division. I think I'd rather wait to see how, how the season starts, see if maybe that, that goes up. Maybe maybe Cup for 12-1. to 1. I, I don't think they're the type of team that can run it back. But if, if there's a team that can do it, if they stay healthy, they have the depth they talked about if Aiden Hill – is for real. Um, a few awards odds want to throw at you guys. Mark if they Stone. Stay, if they stay healthy, quote unquote. You mean well, if they uh, stash another couple guys on the LTIR? And hey, somebody it's in the deadline. CBA. It's in the yeah. CBA. <laughs> you Every can do that's the rules. It. They're following the rules, right? We've established that already. Yeah, uh, I wish they still had a, a healthy Mark Stone because him thirty to one for the Selkie. He 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 was runner up for like three or four straight years there in his prime. I don't think he's going to get that. Uh, Aiden Hill, if he, if he keeps the playoff run going, eighty to one for the Vesna. I mean, that, that could be that could be worth a look. And then uh, the Jack Eichel, ninety-five to one for the Heart. If you're looking for a long shot for this team, but I, I don't think there's enough offense to or will he'll have over a hundred points needed to win it. That's fair. All right, I think that wraps up the nights here, gentlemen. Yeah. And we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And Underdog Fantasy has a way to play play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats. 
and just sit back, watch the games, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Hell yeah. Um, all right. We're going to keep it fucking rocking and rolling here. And we're going to talk about the last fucking team. Finally wrapping up our division here. We're going to talk about the Edmonton Oilers, baby. I'm sure all of our... I don't even... Do we even have anybody in our show that likes the Oilers? Bearcats used to like the Oilers, but... I don't think I don't know if anybody else really is. Do we have any Oilers fans that we know about? I don't Most think so. The Discord is uh, American, so probably a yeah. lurker. Probably a lurker too. If you're if you're a lurker and you're an Oilers fan, uh, just 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 give us a response. Give us something. Yeah, hell yeah, man. They fucking we love you. We love the Oilers out here. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but all right, let's talk about the Edmonton Oilers here. Uh, this is a team that's obviously has uh, Stanley Cup aspirations every time that they're on the fucking ice for every season. Uh, as you know, since they got the Connor McDavid era rocking and rolling, how can you not? Anytime you have the best player in the world, you have a chance to fucking win the Stanley Cup. Anytime you have the second best player in the world in Leon Draisaitl on that same team, you have a fucking chance to win the Stanley Cup as well. So with those two absolute killers, like I said, obviously it's Stanley Cup or bust for this team. Uh, last year, they didn't quite get it done falling short in the playoffs, of course. Um, I, you know what? Like, Joel, fucking, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> we got to stay in order here. We gotta, we gotta I'm start, no, we I know. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm trying to preview the team, goddamn, and then I toss it over to you. So this is yeah, me. First we do I, last year, then we do off. That's season, what I'm saying. And then we do. We talk about the. I was uh, about to throw the ball over to you. You know. All right, all right. You you just went. You just carried on. So uh, yeah. No, uh, I'm just eagerly awaiting to see how you shit on my team while you're predicting this team. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, the Oilers are uh, they're the ones shitting on your team, but imitation is the greater form of flattery or how that fucking yeah, So they say. Yeah. Anyway, unlike the Knights, the uh, Oilers were a team I had a lot of money on and then <laughs> consequently lost a lot of money on, uh, <laughs> thanks to the Knights, of course. Um, yeah, but the, the story of the 2021-2022 Oilers was a more determined McDavid. We saw him. Uh, willing to score goals rather than just be the playmaker like uh, he was beforehand. Um, yeah, he, but he was, he, it's not like he was stopping a playmaker. He was both goal scorer, goal scorer and playmaker, which is why he put up vintage Gretzky numbers in a very different league as well. Uh, it wasn't only McDavid, though. Dreisaitl continued to feed off of all the attention given to him on the power play, which scored at a historical rate. Um, Hyman is a piece of the wing. Capitalizing on playing McDavid's left side with a career high, 36 goals. Uh, that's why he went to Edmonton, I guess. Uh, Evan Bouchard solidified himself as an excellent defenseman. He was an integral part of that elite first power play unit, which scored at a greater than 30% clip, which is, uh, I think I set, I set a record or something. Uh, I don't remember what that was, but uh, they, it, they were at least on pace for a record anyway. Um, and they got better as the season went on, especially after adding Matthias Eckholm at the deadline, who had more bite and defensive acumen also meant they could shelter Darnell Nurse a bit more because uh, he sucks. They were the best team in the West going into <laughs> the playoffs, but were unfortunately undone by the fucking Knights resulting in another disappointing season for the best player in the league, regardless of all the records and individual awards he won. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm not going to jump ahead to the offseason here, yet, but I think a part of their offseason we talk about is the trade deadline acquisition of Matthias Ekholm, obviously, after they acquired him. In March and April, they went 18-2-1 in their final 21 games, outscoring the opposition 93-56, which is an average of 4.4 goals to 2.6 goals per game. 
had some cupcake games there, a few against the Ducks, a few against the Sharks, uh, a few against the Coyotes. But, you know, you, you can only play against your competition. And, yeah, they, they were – I was also pretty high on the Oilers last season. I thought it was finally their year with, with the Ekholm, finding out that uh, Stuart Skinner can probably be their starter in net as he took over for, for Jack Campbell after he got that big contract. But, yeah, the Oilers are going to be – Great ones again. They they had McDavid. They're going to always be in contention when they have McDavid, and they have Drysaddle there too, who's arguably just as good as McDavid, like top both top five players in the league. So, yeah, the Oilers were, were good last year, and they're going to be good uh, again for years to come. Mm. Um, yeah, you guys pretty much covered the major talking points there. You know, this is a team that let's face it, they are going to have success. They're going to get lots of goals. They're going to get lots of points as well. Um, that uh, that Matthias home edition last year was definitely. Uh, definitely a major factor of this team. You know, they were start started and they, they bolstered that defense that definitely needed lots of help. Um, the emergence of Evan Bouchard is a guy too. You know, this kid's what he's 23 years old right now. You know, signed. Uh, he's got another two years at 3.9 million dollars, including this season. Um, so hopefully, you know, that'll be significant for them, right? And then we all know the offense. Uh, the guys that they have, they're absolute studs. Zach Hyman had a fantastic career last year. Um, the likes of Ryan Nugent Hopkins last year, arguably one of the underrated. You know not talked about 100-point producers of last season in 82 games, a full 82-game season. He had 37 goals, uh, 67 assists, and 104 points. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of that took place on the Edmonton power play, which is firing off at a league record-setting uh, 37%, which, let's face it, that's going to be pretty hard to replicate going forward. But, hey, we're talking about what they did last year, and you, you can't tell the stories about the Oilers without talking about how fucking effective that power play was last year. So, uh, and, yeah, you know, with the likes of Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, with David Drysdale, they had they definitely had enough power up front to, uh, to put themselves in contention for the Cup last season. Yeah, as for the offseason... Uh... Not much to talk about here. The Oilers didn't do much. They didn't have to do much. Their biggest addition this year was really already made back in March when they picked Eklund up, we already talked about. Um, finally added some defensive composure to a lineup that was very uh, offensively oriented. Um, yeah, shelter, Darnold and Nurse, like I said. Acquiring Connor Brown on a minimum AAV deal for one year is a solid business. With all the incentives laid out in the contract, he'll uh, be yeah. primed to have a resurgent season this year. Uh, Oilers lost Kostin and Yamamoto largely for cap reasons, but uh, they didn't really move the needle anyway. This team is fit as it is. No need to tinker too much. Not that you can really when you're as uh, slammed to the cap ceiling as they are. Yeah, we're, we're both going to praise uh, Connor Brown before it even gets to town. Yeah, it was a good, a good signing by them. Rather than, you know, having Puyarvi, who they traded away, having Yamamoto, who they let go, these guys who, you know, maybe they can become something. They know what Connor Brown is. He's a solid two-way player. Not going to be the best offensively, but he can he can keep up, especially playing on a wing of McDavid. He may be able to pop 15 and 20 goals there. Uh, as I said, Ekholm was was pretty much what they were looking for. Got it at the at the last deadline. I, I forgot it was a straight up trade for Tyson Berry. That was absolute great great business there by the Oilers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just another pretty much staying with what they have. Kind of a minor improvement if you want to call it that with Connor Brown. But yeah, just the Oilers going to keep being the Oilers. Funny thing about the hard cap and all these contending teams up against it eh, when it comes to their offseason. Um, oh, and they, gave him, they gave him a first, too, didn't they? I think you're talking about Tyson. No, it wasn't just Tyson Berry. Uh, I'm going to look it up. But also, uh, Sam Gagne coming to. to uh, on a PTO? On a PTO. Okay. Yeah. It, there, there were two draft picks in the trade as well. So, uh, yeah. But. That'd be the deal of the century, uh, Tyson Berry from the TSX. <laughs> yeah. yeah a, 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 a first the, rounder and a fourth rounder. 
Yeah, Tyson Berry would be addition by subtraction at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, personally, as well. I got to. Uh, I got. I love the Connor Brown sign. You guys know I. That's my boy, right? You know that's my boy. Um, the one interesting Connor Brown is uh, like Ryan even touched on it, like a solid two-way player. This is a guy that skates hard. But you know what? He's not as much of a. Like this guy isn't a mush in the offensive zone either. Yes, he hasn't statistically ever had too many years that jumped off his. You know, off the paper at you. But I remember his rookie season with the Leafs. Uh, playing third line minutes, he was able to pop in 20 goals, right? And he wasn't really supported with a great cast on that third line. Uh, so he definitely was effective. Obviously, last year with the injury, you know, he, was, he signed with Washington. He was hoping to have definitely a breakout big season with them and ended up only being able to play four games. So this is a guy that's driven. He's, you know, he's a good fucking person. He gives a shit. He loves hockey. He's excited to get on the ice. And if you're a, if you're an Oilers fan and you're looking like, what's, what's like a significant positive of Connor Brown? Let me take you back about fucking 10 years, you know? I know this is, this is a, we're, we're grasping at straws a little bit here, but this guy played on a line in the 2013-14 Erie Otters with none other than fucking Connor McDavid. And in those 68 games he played, he put up 45 goals and 83 assists for a total of 128 points in his final year in the OHL Obviously playing with McDavid, who we all know absolutely dominated the fucking league at that time. But uh, if there's anything that that kind of talks to me about, it's like, yeah, you know, there, there's a bit of chemistry that's already existing, right? So for whatever reason, if Connor Brown does get the opportunity to play, you know, on a first line role with Connor McDavid, now I understand that's asking a lot. But, you know, uh, as far as footwork goes, this guy's never had a problem with speed in his career. So he can keep up with him. And fucking if you throw him on a line with McDavid and even like a Zach Hyman or something like that, with the, the way we know that Zach Hyman battles in the corners, Connor Brown's an effective fucking puck movier as well. Uh, and then you throw Drysaddle on the second line center to fucking to, to start that lineup. You got you got some good significant depth here. Whether that's what they use or not, who knows? It's definitely an option, though. Um so you got he's a guy, okay? Like it's not like you got a slouch here that you're gonna see hanging around your fucking fourth line or you know third line for the entire season. So um, I'm not saying be over the moon and excited for Connor Brown, but just look out and expect for him to maybe maybe hit that 20 goal marker again if that's the case, you know? Yeah, that is exactly what uh, Daily Baseoff has: Hyman, McDavid, Brown, and Nugent Hopkins, Drysaddle, Kane. That, that's a that's a great top six. That's a perfect top six, and I wanted to touch on actually well. Yeah, we'll we'll keep it going. Jolie, you keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I said no, we didn't have to I know, talk too I much know, about the Oilers offseason, but here we are talking for fucking 10 minutes about Connor That's Brown. So we all, we all brought him up. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just saying it's a, it's a coincidence uh, the team he used to play for, isn't it? Um, the, um, the Senators? <laughs> yeah, the fucking Washington. Like, what are, we, what are you we, all have, we all have the Sens this year. Yeah. Anyway. We have this team ranked as the third best in the league. Uh, we project them to win or uh, achieve under 10 points, which would uh, be division winners. So uh, high on the Oilers once again. Uh, let's see how uh, it goes this time. Um, with only two years left of dry styles, ridiculous, 8.5 million AAV, and the Oilers have to be all in. It's a good thing that they project to be the best team in the West, um, at least in the regular season. Their power play numbers from last year seem unsustainable, as Talon said, but... When you have McDavid and Drys on the ice at the same time against an outnumbered opponent, you're you can almost expect them to hit at 30% or more. Um, just watching them five and four, you anticipate the puck going in the net after every slot pass, uh, seemingly. Um, Oilers will expect more of a contribution from the highly rated youngster Philip Broberg. Getting him integrated in their defense will help a lot with their depth, especially if injuries start to add up there. 
hopefully Stuart Skinner builds off of his Calder campaign, his great rookie season, and uh, solidifies himself as the number one. As I think the jury is pretty much decided on who Jack Campbell is at this moment. Uh, just not someone you can depend on. Um, yeah, the Oilers are the best team behind the Bruins going to the playoffs last year. Given the fact that it's almost entirely the same team going to this season, we see no reason why they can't dominate this conference. Yeah, they're they're one of the best teams in the league. I, I think just off the top of my head, if if the, if you had to do like a Stanley Cup draft, I feel like the Oilers would definitely be. I mean, you said they're the third best team. I I don't know. I, I would have a hard time not taking them one or two. I don't know who who I would take. I don't know if I would would take Carolina. I don't know if they have, have the talent to do it. But yeah, Edmonton is going to be the best team probably in this division. Probably the best team in the conference and could be the best team in the league league next year if, as long as they can uh, stay healthy and keep having those young guys progress, like you said. Yeah, going forward to next year, you know, this is definitely going to be a team in the conversation. You know, like I kick things off with, anytime you have those two absolute killers, you know, you you have a chance to win. And then the surrounding cast on the offense that they've put around them, yeah, they have depth. They have good pieces. They have intelligent pieces. That's a that's one of the best things that, like, in my opinion, the best words to describe the Oilers offensive group is intelligent. You know, great hockey IQ between everybody involved. Uh, so there's definitely a lot to be desired there. Their defense still scares me, man. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, like Matthias Ekblom has been—he was fantastic addition last year. Still 33 years old. Uh, Evan Bouchard's been a great addition or, or a great kind of guy coming through the ranks. Well, he's still 23 years old, pretty young. It's kind of the opposite side of Metcalm. And then, like, we're, we're boys—we're talking fucking Cody CC, Brett Kulak. Like, uh, like, don't get me wrong, they're fine. Like, they're guys. You can play them. Cody CC making even 3.25 is a little hefty, but hey, it is what it is. And Brett Kulak at 2.7. I, I'm not entirely like if you. I'm just comparing this up to the team we just talked about, right? The Golden Knights, and the, this is this defense is nowhere near as close to that. But you can make the argument that uh, obviously Edmonton has a way better offensive group as well. So it definitely goes both ways. Uh, goaltending. Julie touched on it. You pretty much you know what you're getting out of Jack Campbell at this point. He's uh, he's essentially an overpaid 1B. Right, like you have a one B goaltender here, you're paying five million dollars for the next four years. That's that's too much money. Um, as far as Stuart Skinner goes, <sighs> hot and cold, man. When he's hot, he's on, he's fucking exceptional. Like there's no other way around that. He played solid for them in the playoffs too. You can't take anything away from that. But we saw him get cold in the regular season. And you know, sample size, albeit, is very small for this kid in the long term. But yeah, he was definitely within. You know, there was. Calder talks, you know, he was up for the Calder. That's definitely something, but I'm not fully convinced, you know, maybe I'm a bit of a Debbie Downer or something when it comes to that, but I just haven't seen enough, I suppose, to be like, hey, this is a number one goalie in the NHL. In a, in a tandem scenario, yeah, potentially it could work, and, you know, you got two guys that could work effectively in a tandem, but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, the Edmonton Oilers goaltending is is solidified and that they have, like, a top goaltending system in the league. i nowhere close to that. Um, but if he can get the job done and prove me wrong, then he can get the job done and prove me wrong. 24 years old, uh, you got to learn how to fucking play sometime, right? So I'm all for that. Um, as far as this team goes, you know, other notable players, obviously Evander Kane. I'm excited to see what he does in this upcoming season. This guy's an absolute fucking gamer who anybody should want on their team. Obviously, there's a lot of fucking pussy heroes that don't want a Vander Kane on their team, but uh, most smart hockey people would. Uh, in 41 games played last year, a bit of a lackluster season, 16 goals, 12 assists for 28 points. Obviously, there was a lot going on behind the scenes last year he was dealing with. He wasn't necessarily fully healthy as well. 
Um, but uh, like this is the guy that plays physical. He's not scared of fucking anybody, and uh, he definitely has the offensive talent as well. We've seen him fucking put up heavy numbers. Um, and I'm I'm an Evander Kane guy, all right. So fucking cancel me all you want, but give me fucking Evander Kane on my team anytime. Um, and then just like I said earlier, Nugent Hopkins. I'm excited to see how he produces again this year. You know, if he can if he can remain a point per game player, which isn't necessarily out of the realm of possibilities. We're talking about a fucking former first overall pick for Christ's sakes. Then. Yeah, why can't the Oilers have success this year, you know? You got a cane, East, East Hastings pride right there. There you um, go. Love your BC boys. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, yeah, as for the uh, go bets, we're, we're going we're gonna to lay that. Uh, minus 110 for over 106.5 points for the Oilers. So I think that they can do that uh, um, very often this year. So I like that bet. Uh, cup odds, uh, it's a little too... A little too thin. Uh, I took a little bit, but uh, nothing much there. I think uh, you, you can wait on that. Uh, it's not going to get too much shorter, I don't think, unless they just uh, go on an absolute tear like the Bruins did last year. Um, yeah, division. I, I would, I would take that. You know, like most bets for the Oilers here. As a team, I like um, awards not so much. I mean, McDavid is, is the rightful favorite, obviously. Maybe uh, plus 100, even money, whatever. Um, is is okay if you don't mind that, but I, w- I would wait on that because I like to see how the season goes first for um, taking odds that short in a, a long awards market race. So yeah, yeah, uh, over the point total would be my favorite. Then division and uh, maybe a little bit of cup. I don't know. That depends. I, I think you can find a better entry point though. Yeah, I, I agree with you on the points. Uh, there's a uh, team to record 110 points. Oilers are plus 125. I'm assuming you'd like that as well. You have uh, projected that, right? Uh, I got to do the math. I think it's around 15, 20 cents for every point. So that would be, yeah, I think that over 106 and a half would be uh, better. a better bet. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and then in the awards. That uh, sounds like a two-way or three or a one-way market, right? There's no. Yeah, no. yeah. There's no no. So. Yeah. Fuck that, then. We know we know this. All right, and then for the awards, I do like McDavid for the Rocket Richard at, at plus two twenty. You can get him. I, I saw him for the heart elsewhere, like plus one thirty. I think that's pretty good. Plus one ten, another book as well. Um, the more I look into this one, the more uh, I don't like it. But uh, Evan Bouchard plus. Uh, 60 to one to win the Norris. He he was great in the playoffs. If he's quarterback in that power play, uh, he had 19 points in the final 21 games of the season, 17 points in 12 playoff games. That's 36 points in 33 games to end the season. Could be having a, a big breakout year here. So if you're looking for a long shot bet on the Oilers, uh, Bouchard could be, could be the, the guy there with the Norris. But yeah. I like the division odds plus 195. That's close to the best you're going to find is plus 200. And yeah, I think they're I think they're better than the Knights. As, as Talon said, yeah, the Knights have, have a better defense, but the Oilers have easily the top best six in the in the conference, if not probably in in the whole league. So I think the Oilers point total and for the division probably the best two bets here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I honestly like the more you kind of sold me on that Bouchard, nor sixty to one, right? Like if this was laying a lot lower, I'd be like, yo, no fucking chance. But you're talking about the points that he did put up on the power play. Obviously, you're asking a lot. Uh, for Edmonton to repeat that 37 percentage that they were kicking off at last year, but you know what? With fucking anytime you got McDavid and dry settle on the ice with an advantage, man, who the fuck knows, right? So you fuck, I throw ten bucks down on that or some shit like that, and just have it sitting in there. Why not? You're still making decent money out of it. Um, so that's interesting. As far as any of those other bets, I don't necessarily love any of them. 
Um, you know how I feel about the division, so I, I wouldn't be taking that. And obviously, there's a, a there's definitely value in it for sure, and they probably could win it. So don't get me wrong. As far as cups and shit, um, I don't love it. Uh, missed playoffs? No, fuck no. And then make playoffs in the point total. If I had to gun to the head, 106.5, I'd probably lean towards the over, I suppose. But um, but yeah, I, I like the Bouchard thing. One other thing I was thinking of when we were running through this team towards the end there, and um, this is a team that I'm kind of curious and they have an opportunity to do something that we traditionally don't see very often at the trade deadline this year. This is a team that's obviously up against the cap. We talk about it. They have little room to add anybody as it is, whether that stays the way going towards it. Would this be a case where it's worth going over the salary cap on purpose? Like you're allowed to do that, by the way, like, don't get me wrong. You can acquire players to be over the salary cap, and for the regular season, you might have to play a guy short in the lineup for the last towards the end of the trade deadline to the end of the season. And what happens is that salary cap hit carries over to the next season. But considering the fact that dry settles up for an extension at the end of next season anyway, so you're you kind of have a two year market limited, albeit why not? And then with the cap supposed to go up a potential four to five million dollars, why not go two million dollars over the cap and carry that hit over into next season when for the most part you have your team locked down as it is you know it's something that it's a strategy i think boston's actually paying over into this year like we don't see it too often but like this is a perfect scenario this year where it's like hey we got a fucking window here with the cap supposed to jump up next year a little bit it won't kick us in the pills as much next year either why not spend two million dollars over and get another defenseman on the back end you know like pay the price you know so it's just something to think about, man. Whether it's a good idea, I don't know, but just kind of floating it out there a little bit. I I, I like that. Yeah, I mean, if they can get some some good luck veteran guys to to bring in for the playoff run and maybe play a man short for a few games in in April, that would definitely be worth it. This is their window this year and next year. I think that that's kind of what they're missing is like the like the veteran leadership type. They don't have anyone that's kind of been there before. I don't know if they have any cup winners on their team going down to their roster. So I think if they bring in someone like that, that would definitely be worth it. And another point market. Jolie just, no, fuck that. I'm watching tennis. <laughs> Jolie's mourning his tennis losses. Fuck you. That was a good point, asshole. No, I, I, point. Won, uh, I won. Oh, I did one. Okay. Uh, head to head. There's both uh, Edmonton versus Toronto and Edmonton versus Colorado, uh, both are at minus 115. Would either of you take either side there? Uh, it kills me to say it, but I mean, like, let's face it, the Atlantic's going to be definitely a bit tougher of a division, right? So, I, if it from a point point of view, you know, there's it's something to think about taking them over the Leafs from a head-to-head point total. I totally misheard you. I don't know what you said. Uh, Oilers versus Abs, minus 115. Who you got? Oh, yeah, Oilers. Okay. Is that a market you you look at, Joel, with your projections? If there's like head-to-heads? Sure. If there's an obvious um, discrepancy, yeah, I I would play that. I mean, there's fewer books who offer that for me. Like, I don't think I have any open right now. Actually, no, there is one book. I don't know if we could say books now, but there's one offshore that has it, um, but I haven't bet anything there yet. Uh, Like, for example, they gave an option of the blues versus the preds at minus 115 and uh, i just bet more blues uh, under so it, it just worked out better so it just made me bet more in their under because i saw more more value in that than uh trusting the preds because uh yeah i the preds are, are more of an unknown quantity whereas i think i'm pretty solid on the uh the blues having a bad year so yeah that's totally unrelated to what you're saying but um 
yeah, of course that you look at that stuff. Uh, that, that's fine. Um, I got a bunch of uh, college football head-to-head. Actually, no, I, I, there, there's a bunch up, but uh, the only one I took was Texas A&M over North Carolina. So, yeah, yeah, I do look at that stuff. All right, boys. Well, we fucking made it. Yo. That wraps up our Pacific Division preview. We went through each team so far, and we're obviously we're going to keep this going through every team for the rest of the league, so we'll keep going that uh, before uh, the season starts. I think we're doing pretty good on a timeline here as well. I like the whole two teams per episode, so that's working out pretty decent. Uh, good job, boys. Nice little self-pat on the back here. I think we covered the Pacific in spades there. That was well done. I, I think we all deserve a little bit of a little bit of a fucking tug there. Um, all right. Anything else you want to add before we wrap things up here? Is that pretty much good? We good? Happy ending. <laughs> Happy ending. <laughs> 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 Sly guy, you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast every website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports, baby. Obviously, we got NFL. We're going into NFL Sunday. That's going to be absolutely fantastic. College football is popping off. We're going into Saturday. That's going to be fucking sweet. Um, baseball playoffs are right around the corner. They'll be here in no time, too. NHL is going to be starting up. We're, like, what, like two weeks away from, like, camps? Our camps are probably going to start, like, next week. We're probably like, two weeks away from preseason, for fuck's sakes, right? So, but this shit's going to be here before we fucking blink, man. So, I'm so excited for that. I'm sure NBA's got a lot cooking up in that league. You know, I'm sure there's stuff going on, too. Uh, always stuff in the MMA world. So, fuck yeah, that's absolutely awesome. So, you can find all the information on the SGPN website. Be sure to go check it out, baby. Uh, read the articles. Everybody does such a kick-ass job. You know, Ryan's always posting out some new shit, so be sure to be on the lookout for that, especially with the season uh, near. Uh, be sure to check out all the other shows as well. Everybody does a fantastic job, man. And it's like I always say, say you you don't like, you know, you don't know a lot about fucking, I don't know, football for whatever reason. Well, listen to a couple of shows dedicated to football, get some picks in, try and win some money, you know. Uh, that's absolutely sick. Uh, so shout out to that. Everybody's absolutely killing it. And of course, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord, baby. Discord's always popping off. You know, once we're we're cooking, boys. We're cooking. We got football season going on. We're fucking. We got hockey season coming up too. So it's just gonna be absolutely electric in there, dude. So shout out. And you know what? Before we get going into the season, I was a little bit premature, but shout out to everybody in the Discord. You know, like I know we say that all the time, but we mean it. You guys. You keep the ball rolling a lot, too. It's awesome to see a lot of the relationships that are formed in there, which is absolutely fantastic, man. So fucking keep that rocking and rolling here. Stoked to see what goes on in there this year. Uh, and if you're not in the Discord and you want to be in there, first of all, you're not making money, so get your shit together. Uh, second of all, uh, be sure to reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We can point you in the right direction. You can also reach out to the HGP Twitter account. Uh, potentially stay tuned for that. We're going to try and get that thing fucking buzzing and popping off this year for the season as well. So if you're not following it, be sure to do so. What is it? It's like, what's our what's our handle, Ryan? I forget what it is. Uh, at Hockey SGPN. All right. At Hockey SGPN. Pretty simple. Um, so hell yeah, man. Uh, what else? or you can uh, you can reach out to Jolie, and you know if he's not too busy watching tennis here, ignoring all my good points I've been pumping out this show, then you know maybe he'll get back to you a little bit. But you know, e- either way, I'm sure he'll be more than happy to help you out as well. Okay, all right. And uh, <laughs> make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gaming Podcast. Leave us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and turn on auto downloads so you get the episodes in your feed as soon as they are released. Yeah. And let's get some reviews cooking here, man. Like, come on, I know we say that, but like, let's pop it off a little bit. Let's talk about the the excellent work Jolie's been doing on these segments, planning this shit around. This guy's been killing it, right? For this, so fucking give give him a positive review. Give Ryan for doing five minute long ad reads for fuck's sakes, you know. And so hell yeah, let's pop ourselves off a little bit here. Um, all right, guys. My name is Tal Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter, Tal underscore Jenkins ninety four. I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. 
I'm Joel Meyer, and you'll find me empathizing with tennis fans because uh, Dmitry Medvedev just knocked off uh, Carlos Alcaraz, which robs us of another classic, uh, which would be Djokovic versus Alcaraz on Sunday. But whatever, I have a lot of Djokovic, so uh, I'd rather him play Medvedev than, than Carlos. And uh, I had the over in this match, too. I thought that that... Uh, uh, the line was, was too short, and then Dimitri almost won in the fucking three sets. So uh, I, I would have lost my over by. <laughs> anyway, I don't, I'm, I'm rambling, but I won the fucking bet. Hell yeah, Julie. That's all that matters, baby. You don't don't even worry about everything else. That's all that matters. All right, guys. You know what? As always, thanks nice for hanging out. Peace.